All right, folks. There are certain rules one must abide by when recording a podcast. Number one, you can never, ever have sex. Sex equals death. Big no-no. It's a sin. Rule number two, you can never drink or do drugs, which we've already committed fraud against both. It's also a sin, in line with number one. And rule number three, never, ever, 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 under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you'll never be right back. Mike, um, I'm going to go check that upstairs. I'll be right back. You'll be right back! <laughs> oh, shit. And rule number four is you need to do some business with Shine Through Window Cleaning, folks. This episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company proudly serving Plymouth and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business like they would treat their own, and they believe in building their reputation on every job they do. Get in touch with Shine Through today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189. That's 781-812-9189. Or at shinethroughinc.net. That's shine, T-H-R-U, window cleaning. Shine Through. Shine Shine Through. Window cleaning. You push the laws, you end up dead, folks. Big problem. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike. I am the host of America's Hometown Horror, and I am joined by my co-hosts, as always, first and foremost, Cat Gato, Sup, Sup, Nada, Sup, What's up? What's up? And yet again, my buddy Andrew. Andrew, how's it going, pal? It's going as good as it can go, I guess. What else can we do? I know. One day at a time. A little bit of a. Uh, crazy situation right now as it has been for the last month the last four or five episodes that we've recorded because there's uh, no end in sight to this COVID-19 coronavirus Did pandemic. Did you say four or five months we've recorded? Weeks. weeks. Did I, I say months? months. I, thought I, he said like... weeks. I meant to say weeks. Four or five episodes. Right. Mm. episodes. Episodes. That's what I meant to say. There you go. Yeah. That's and what. there you go. Because we released one a week I thought if I Correct. said weeks it would have been the same thing. I was like months. Jeez. No. Yeah. Yeah. Go on with the chlorophyll. Go on with the chlorophyll. So, uh, so yeah, guys, uh, I I think as we've already alluded to in the ad read for tonight, we're here to talk about a pretty specific topic, a an all-time classic horror movie, one that is a all-time favorite of our co-host Kat. So I'm very interested to hear her feedback throughout this entire episode. Hooray. And that, of course, is Wes Craven's Scream. Yay! Talked about the last episode a little bit when we were talking about home invasion episodes. Specifically the first scene of the movie with Drew Barrymore. And uh, we decided this would make for a nice cohesive conversation into our next episode to talk about Scream. One that uh, we probably would have talked about at some point in time and now seems like uh, as good of a time as any. Right? Correct. That's correct. Awesome. So, uh... I don't really have any news or anything like usual. You don't have any news? No. Jesus. Mr. I don't. Newsman has no news. Well, here's no the, news. Here's the There's problem. always news. It's pretty lame. Here's the problem is that... There is no news. The movie industry has kind of been grinded to a halt by this whole, you know, pandemic. And there's not really much out there. 
Yeah. So you don't want to repeat the same news every single episode. Which correct. Only new news. No. What have you watched lately, Kat? How well, about that? Yeah, let's talk about what we've watched. Um. So this past couple of days, actually, I watched Mr. Babadook. Mr. Babadook. Yes, because nice. I was looking at, um, we have Showtime, and on Showtime there's a bunch of scary movies that... Um, Showtime's cutting out a, a good list of horror movies. Yeah, right once I realized when we did the Home Invasion movies last week, I was like, ooh, a lot of these are available on Showtime. So I went on to watch Scream initially, but I only got to B, and then I stopped at Babadook. And then I was on Netflix, and I watched Hush. So, I've kind of been watching, like, random scary movies all week. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of, well, Mr. Babadook, ba- sorry, The Babadook, we mentioned... You can call him Mr. Babadook, I it's know. fine, it's the same thing. In <laughs> um, the fantasy draft, I think a couple of other times. Yeah, you drafted and him. And yep. most recently, we saw him on What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, such a great and it was cameo. An awesome Oh my cameo. god, it was so awesome. So, all of a sudden, like, we're, it's, the new oh, well, season started up. They're Australian. Yes. Australian. Yes. I well, I, I tweeted yeah. it out from the show account, but it was just an absolutely unreal cameo of the Babadook on what oh, we do in the And he looked so good. Like, yeah. he looked scary. He had the long face, and it was, like, bright blue. It was awesome. So I didn't know this, and I Googled it after the fact, but apparently the Babadook was also in one episode of last season, which I don't remember for really? some reason. Oh, it was the <laughs> It was the vampire orgy episode. Apparently oh. he gets invited to the vampire oh, orgy. That makes sense. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't remember that, though. But, yeah, awesome Babadook uh, <laughs> cameo in Duke What Duke, We Do in the, the Shadows, which, of course, we if you haven't picked up by now, we've talked about it the last two episodes. It's a fucking phenomenal show. Oh, Watch What We Do in the Shadows. It's fucking hilarious. It's so funny. It, it gives all sorts of nods to us as horror fans and you as horror fans. Why aren't you watching the show if you haven't yet? It's on FX. And it just Watch came it. back. It just, came, it just back. came back. It just came back. It's out there. So, so um, I also watched Hush, which mm-hmm. was one of the home invasion movies we mentioned um, that I hadn't seen in a long time. So I actually rewatched it, and it is—it's pretty scary. I mean, if I mean the whole fact that she has such a bad disability that she's mute and deaf, and like even her fire alarm goes off like crazy, so she can like loud enough so she can feel the vibrations in her house, so that feel she the knows vibrations. it's yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's nuts, and the guy is even you know bold enough that he's like taking off his mask and saying to her like, because she wrote on the window being like, "I haven't seen your face. I won't tell anybody. Please leave." Something along the lines of that, and then he takes his mask off and he's like, "Now you've seen my face. Can you read my lips? Like I'm gonna wait to kill you until I absolutely have to, and I'm gonna make you suffer." Meanwhile, like, oh my god, it's just, it's, it's a really good, it's a thriller, it's a horror thriller movie, and it's, it's, it's good, it's awesome, definitely worth checking out. Another Mike Flanagan movie, by the way, who directed Doctor Sleep, Haunting of Hill House, Oculus, and is also doing more stuff for Netflix coming forward, so, uh, yeah, he's awesome. He's a solid great. movie, I yeah. like that movie. Horror director to watch for sure. Andrew, I know that you... Uh, watched something on Amazon Prime recently, which was a hot horror release of 2019. I did. I watched The Lighthouse, which was, if you've seen The Witch, it's very same vibes. I should be watching that. The Witch is good. Very low, slow burn. But it took place right here. Good cinematography. Right? Yeah, which which oh, witch, which yes. part of part it. of part of the witch was filmed at yeah, from the plantation? I you're about the yeah. yeah. Oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, that's right. Also takes place in New England, but not filmed here. Oh, uh, okay. Filmed I was in Nova Scotia, where they filmed that lighthouse. 
Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one. But yeah, nice like psychological horror-esque type of movie. The acting in it was fantastic. Willem Dafoe was splendid. Nice. And Rob Pattinson was good. And I was going to ask how my boy Pattinson was. He was good. I mean, it's tough when you're two actors essentially in the whole movie. Yeah. And it's Willem Dafoe's the other one. Yeah. It's hard to steal I the show I feel from like him. I always forget what he looks like, William Dafoe. He looks like a goblin. The green I, goblin, actually. Like, if I yeah. see him, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's who he is. But every time, like, people mention his name, I'm like, William Dafoe. I'm like, I don't know who How that could is. you fet him? He looks like a know. vampire. He's a great yeah. actor. I mean, he's been in a ton of shit. He's, uh, he was in Platoon, which was an awesome movie. He's the iconic shot where he gets shot from behind and he throws his arms up. He's mm-hmm. been in a ton of shit. He was he the actually green, played you, you mentioned Nosferatu. Green Goblin in... Spider-Man, he played Nosferatu in the, uh, whatever that movie was. It was about the filming of Nosferatu. Yes, with I can't Malkovich, remember the name of that movie. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but he played Max Shrek, who played Nosferatu in that. We actually talked about that last episode, too. But yeah, great actor. Phenomenal actor. And uh, that's one that I definitely want to see. I just haven't had a chance it's worth to a good, watch. It's a good watch. I also yeah. watched The Stuff last night, if you haven't seen that. The Stuff. It's Not like for 80s. a long time. <laughs> Is it about, like, it's like a B-horror movie. It's like a, like a rip-off of, like, The Blob, right? Essentially, the stuff is basically, <laughs> they find it somewhere. It's like some alien goo or whatever, and it tastes really good. So they start selling it as, like, a low-calorie thing, and it, like, fucks you up and, like, gets you, like, I don't know, it, like, messes with your mind, and I think it brainwashes you. To, uh, it sounds like uh, Monster Blood from Goosebumps. Sounds pretty similar. Monster blood, huh? Monster blood. Are you a Goosebumps guy or no? no. Um, I probably, no, I haven't guys. seen it in so long. When I was like eight, yeah, probably. Okay. But right? I haven't watched it since. You're just the only Goosebump aficionado of the bunch. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the, that, was the, that was the start of my horror fandom was reading Goosebump books and watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? So, sorry, I'm not going to shy away from that. Cool. So, Anyways. anyone else watch anything interesting? Did you watch anything interesting? No, I know we watched the Scream movies in preparation for this. Yeah. Um, and Scary Movie. And Scary Movie, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to. Which we still haven't got to the third one. I love the third one. They're all great. They're it's all hilarious. It's not streaming on Netflix, though. One and two are, but not three. Yeah, so we'll, 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 we'll find it. it. We'll find it somewhere. That's my so. favorite. Well, it's on my DVD in the other room, so we can watch it like, right. there. <laughs> Fair enough. So I guess without further ado, we're on to our topic of the night, which, of course, is Scream. I was going to scream, and then I realized that would be obnoxious. Scream. Oh, I wish I had my little voice synthesizer. Probably one of the most iconic horror movies of the last, uh, what's, it's uh, 20, almost 30 years now. It's almost been out. Yeah, that's scary. That makes me feel really, really old. Why would you say that? Because we have to wrestle. You say almost 30 years? Out. Almost 30 years. Came out in 96, so it's not within the last 20 years. It's within the last 27 years, which is almost 30, which is why I said that. I think your math's off. It's 2020. 20 years ago would be 2000. And it came years. out in... It's closer to its mid-20s. Oh, okay, whatever. It's not that old. Shut up, Michael. That's why I write. I've never been a good math person, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, here I am. You like to math? Mm -hmm. I like to math. Yeah, you don't like it? Get over it. Want to fight about it? I like turtles. So... (laughs) I guess, you know, we're going to dive fully into everything about Scream, but I have to defer to Kat here, because I know this is one of, if not her favorite horror movie of all time, 
It's the one that she wants to watch the most. It's the one that she likes the most. It's the one that she knows every line to. I, I think I do. Without know knowing line. any lines of pretty much any other movie around. But Scream, she does. There's a couple of movies. There's a few. There's a few. But Kat, defer to you. Talk to me about Scream. Overall thoughts. Legacy of the movie. What do you think about it? Well, Scream to me was something that I watched when I was growing up. And it was one of those like 90s horror movies that you went to, I don't know if I I don't think I I might have seen I it did in not the theater, see this but in I don't theaters. think I did I was 13 when this movie came out I did not see it in yeah theaters. I don't think I saw it in theaters I think I saw it at one of my friends well what's it rated anyway is it PG-13 R it's R 100% oh, oh my wonder. god yeah I don't Dude, know this guts being ripped yeah. out and like hanging from people's bodies well, oh yeah I mean Yes, but I'm just saying the rating system was a little bit different when we were younger than it is now. But of I mean, course. yeah, R would make sense, you know, with the guts and the blood and the cursing and the whatever. Um, but I think you know it it takes the cake for like the horror movies of the '90s, like Scream. Period. It's the most popular mm-hmm. movie ever, and not only was it just that one, but like I think two and three were good too. Like they were all connected and they were all. Yeah. solid movies like i was scream one the best probably because it's the first one but i really liked like we just watched scream 3 too and it has so many references to scream 3 sorry i said that backwards scream 3 has so many references to scream 1 mm-hmm. that it's, that would be something if they were making references to the third one and the first one without you even knowing that there was right. the third one that yes. would be like right and that's kind of cool like i kind of like that so well the 90s were notoriously a bad time for horror movies bad although time for a lot of stuff music not, clothing yeah. haircuts although not as bad as you'd think if you go back and and look at some of the horror movies that were released in the 90s there's some good ones out there but it was a bad time for horror and this kind of was the turning point okay west craven released this movie it gave the horror genre the shot in the arm that it needed. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I well, think it's... do you know, did you cover what other movies came out around this time? I have that. We're going to get to oh, that. okay, we're going to get to that. We're going to get okay. to that. Andrew, your thoughts on Scream. So I hadn't seen this movie probably since, like, 1999, to be honest, and I always would make fun of Kat, because she's like, I love the Scream, I love Scream, <laughs> and I was like, that movie smells. It's like, it's, eh, boring. And then I finally watched it again for the first time in that long, and... I honestly had no idea what the fuck happened in the entire movie until I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty solid movie. Like, solid B+. I was impressed by it. It's funny, self-aware. Right. The ending's really good. The acting is good enough to play those cheesy, like... It's, it's kind of like, like Mike said, it it's, like, it's like Cabin in the Woods-esque. Like, it knows what it's doing. There's it's, a lot of references, like you said, to the rules of how yeah, to make a horror movie yeah. and stuff like right. that. It's Cabin in the Woods before Cabin in the Woods, yeah. which is one of the original my Cabin personal the favorites. You know, the characters are aware of horror films. They're openly discussing them, discussing classic horror cliches in the movie well, that the movie's attempting to subvert. It's just and like, It doesn't yeah. even really have that, like, thrill factor that a lot of horror movies have now that, like put you to the edge of your seat. Like, these are more of, like, oh, they're going for a walk. Oh, look, they found some, they found a car in the woods or something. But, like, it's not really, like... No. There's a couple of boo scares, but there's nothing, like, they're major. Cl- they're clearly going for, like, a black comedy. Almost like, you know that show Riverdale? It's on TV oh, now. Oh, yeah, I've seen a couple of those. They're going for that type of vibe. Yeah. With, like, the hot teenagers that there's a murder in their midst. Like, that's what they're going for here. But, I mean, this could easily, 
amongst Wes Craven's illustrious career be his most popular movie. Oh, of course. Most and popular, most That's popular, yeah. saying something because Best, he directed no. most popular, yes. Last House on the Left, The Hills Have Eyes, oh. Nightmare on Elm Street, Serpent in the Rainbow, The People Under the Stairs, Red Eye. Scream might be his most impactful, most popular movie. Could it have rejuvenated the horror industry at that well, time? Yeah, that's what I was saying before. Yeah. Is that I think well, like came, what it, came like how long? Eh. Is there any really good ones that came out right after it? I'm trying to think. Well, Scream Two. So like when you th- <laughs> when I think about the nineties, I think about Scream. I think about I know what you did last summer. Those I think about terrible. like the don't ever talk. Cruel urban, Intentions. Cruel Intentions, but that's not a horror. Movie. I think really. about you. Oh, no, I think about like um, I know what you did last summer. She's all that. I think about the <laughs> the urban legend movies. Oh yeah. I think about. You know, corny, cheesy horror movies that came out well, back in the time. Well, when did Blair Witch come out? Uh, Blair Witch came out in 98? 99? 98, 99. Maybe, I think. Was that probably the biggest horror movie app since that? When Scream came out, I would think? Probably. I think I think it's, it's if not if not the biggest, it's close. It's close. But, I mean, Scream could very well be the biggest reason that horror is having the renaissance that it's having right now, right? Because Wes Craven kind of took the horror tropes turned it on its head and made this movie and it became very popular it made a lot of money it you know reset a lot of expectations about what horror can be in the 90s and there are some incredibly iconic scenes in this movie the opening with Drew Barrymore what's your favorite horror movie what's your favorite scary movie the ghost face mask you know the rules of how to survive a horror movie so it it's it's a great movie. It's yeah. a great movie. It was never one of my personal favorites when I was growing up, but I feel like now, as a horror fan, a lot more respect. For I it. have a lot more respect and appreciation for this movie. I agree, Cat. Good choice. Thanks. Yeah, I won't and, make fun of you for it now. And Thank you. there's a fucking murderer's row of '90s actors in this movie, and when you hear about who almost got cast in these parts and who auditioned for these parts, just like the ultimate, you know. Ultimate just showing of '90s actors, but like for me, who personally. who's actually got cast? Mm-hmm. That's awesome too because it's yeah. like Ray Donovan and like Courtney Cox and you know like so mm-hmm. many people that Ray like Donovan? became yeah, yeah Lee uh, Schreiber, Lee Schreiber is Ray the Donovan. In the movie? Cotton Weary, oh, the guy right. that killed Sydney's mom, he's in jail. He's only in it for a second. Oh, I, yeah. I, and then he's in the second one a lot. I'm just probably not looking at the screen for that moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Ray Donovan plays him. It's, well, yeah, I know who guy, Ray Donovan yeah, is. I know, I know. So for this movie, came out in 1996. Again, 90s were a bad time for horror. So clearly this is the best horror movie of 1996. Here are some of the other horror movies that came out in 1996, okay? Mm-hmm. If you've seen them, comment on them. If not, we'll pass. All right, ready? The Craft. I did. I saw it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Also has Skeet Ulrich and Nev Campbell. But different and not so scary. Yeah, it's 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 not really a horror movie, but it's it is technically mm. uh, from *Dusk Till Dawn*, oh, which is a movie that better. I love. That's yeah. better than *Scream*, I think. I love that. Movie. I personally, I personally like that movie better than *Scream*, I think. But I understand why *Scream* is a more important movie. Yeah, it was more popular. That actually was. Dust Till Dawn is a is a movie. Dust Till Dawn's a great movie. Movie written by Tarantino, directed by Robert Rodriguez with George Robert Rodriguez. Mouthful of Robert Rodriguez. Mouthful of peanut butter. Directed by Rodriguez, starring George Clooney, 
and Tarantino. It had uh, Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek in it. Breasts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. Had Robert Patrick. Had Juliette Lewis. Great movie. Awesome little vampire movie that takes place in a strip club in Mexico. Awesome little vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I say cute. awesome little whatever. That's it. It's so cute. Thinner. <laughs> Stephen King's Thinner. Ooh, I don't. I think I missed. That this one. is a bad movie. As I said, I think I missed <laughs> oh, that one. It's a bad movie. It's a made. It's for a TV good movie. bad movie. It's a bad made for TV movie, but I love that movie. It's so, so bad, so bad, but it has. Chaz Palmieri in it. Yeah, Chaz so Palmieri. That movie's yep. so yep. over the top. Uh, I the, love that. I the, love terrible uh, Stephen King movies. Seth's going to make fun of me because he's like, you guys have a fucking love I forget the guy that plays the main <laughs> character, but he was in Rescue Me. He's been in uh, Law & Order SVU. He plays the main character in the story. Is Who is he? Who in SVU? Robert John Patrick or something is his, the actor's name. He, he, he plays a lawyer in SVU well, from, yeah, from time to time. He's a so C-list this, actor. This movie basically is about a guy that is driving down a road with his wife, getting roadhead. He hits a gypsy with his car while getting dome. <laughs> and the gypsy puts a curse on him. And she says, thin and basically, he just—he's a fat man. He just—he starts—he no. just starts losing weight uncontrollably. Okay. To the point to the point where he becomes emaciated like a skeleton. He looks like Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, it's fucked. Look, yeah, almost. exactly. He looks like that. Or so, Christian Bale and uh, that is uh, Stephen King's Thinner, which is a, a again a good bad a movie. good B movie for sure. All right. Uh, the Frighteners, which is a Peter Jackson movie starring Michael J. Fox. Ever seen that? I have. A long yeah, time ago. Long That's time not a bad movie either, too. though. Yeah, okay. So this isn't as bad a list as you made it out to say. Well, now it goes really downhill. So um, Tales from the Crypt presents Bordello of Blood. I don't think I've ever seen that or heard horror, of that. horror movie starring Dennis Miller. Yep. Nope. Pass. Uh, Hellraiser. Remember when he was on Monday Night Football? Yeah, remember that? I remember that. How, that was like for what, one that. year? Yeah, it was a year or two. And then was, they were like, Dennis brief. Miller, we're done with you. Can you fucking yeah. dip? ESPN doesn't like right-wingers, so no. that, that makes sense. So, yeah, after that one, Hellraiser Bloodline, which I believe was either the third or fourth Hellraiser movie. Pass. No. And uh, Tremors 2. Tremors 2. Oh, I Aftershocks. Tremors 2. I was Love Tremors. thinking of that. Though. Love Tremors is good. You know they're on Tremors 7 right now? They're still just They just finished so. filming it, and uh, apparently this was being filmed before the pandemic, and it's still scheduled to come out in October. Oh, I Tremors see. Tremors 7. Well, I mean, geez, that's like the technology difference between the first one and now must mm-hmm. be nuts. That would be interesting. Well, I mean, even, even the, the practical effects in the first movie are awesome. Yeah. I don't even I think mean... you need CGI for those. Mm-mm, not at all. They, like, I love it's a cheesy movie, but for 80s... Or early nineties, early nineties, early nineties, yeah. like good special effects mm-hmm. for that time period. Agreed, agreed. Fantastic, and uh, that's it for ninety six horror movies of note that I had. Nice. So uh, just to be clear, we didn't list off ninety six horror movies. It was horror movies from the year nineteen. I I cherry picked the ones that people might actually have seen. Were there and some really of. bad ones on there? Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, terrible. Than those terrible, ones terrible. That terrible. weren't bad, but so a couple quick facts about Scream. A few of them. All right, this, these will all be interesting to you guys. And uh, so basically, the concept of Scream, these murders, were inspired by a series of murders that occurred in Gainesville, Florida in 1990. They were committed by a man named Danny Harold Rowling, who was also named the Gainesville Ripper. 
He killed five students over four days. He was executed via lethal injection on October 25th of 2006. That was the premise for this movie, what the screenwriter wrote the script about. Okay, Wes Craven almost didn't make this movie. He was considering distancing himself from horror at this point uh, because he felt that there were growing trends of misogyny and violence in the horror genre. Didn't necessarily know if he wanted to be a part of that. So, and then he makes a movie about. Then he makes it. a movie about all of those things. <laughs> but also, it's also kind of it's it's a it's a parody of those things. Obviously, right. it's supposed to be funny and over the top. Couple then he realized how much money he could make, and I know, yeah, that too. Hypocrite. But a couple other directors that they were considering, which this movie was uh, executive produced by one Harvey Weinstein. Well, yeah, because well, mm-hmm. Rose McGowan is one of the main ones. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Harvey Weinstein, apparently, uh, after he asked Wes Craven, also approached Robert Rodriguez, Danny Boyle, George A. Romero, and Sam Sam Raimi, all to direct this movie. Didn't feel like it was a good fit, or they turned it down. Came back to Wes Craven, and he was actually, at one point, Wes Craven has said that he was approached by a 10-year-old who said, you need to go back to directing cool movies back like you did with Last House on the Left. You've lost your edge and you should direct a scary movie, which made him say, you know what, fuck this. He called Bob Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, a child said, calling you out? Yeah. I feel like that's, if that doesn't motivate yeah, you, then... Pretty much motivates you. You got no pulse. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how Wes Craven got this job. Obviously, this movie is a love letter to horror fans. There are at least 15 horror movies name-dropped in Scream. Here they are. The Bad Seed, The Howling, Terror Train, Prom Night, the Town That Dreaded Sundown, Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously, Evil Dead, The Exorcist, Friday the 13th, Halloween, Carrie, Silence of the Lambs, Psycho, Hellraiser, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, does that mean they just reference that movie? They didn't, like, say that name of that movie. Um, he, they, a lot named, of those names were name-dropped those yeah. movies in the film. There are lots of other horror movies that are referenced. Those specific movies are name-dropped. Well, Carrie name-dropped when he has the corn syrup blood. Mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs. A lot of those were at the end of the movie. Silence of the Lambs Halloween is in it the entire fucking time. Yeah. Right. Friday the 13th, obviously. Uh, uh, Nightmare well, on Elm Street, they reference within asking, the first three minutes with Drew Barrymore. Right. He's asking Drew Barrymore They also have Jason. Freddy in the movie, essentially. Uh, yes. Get to that. But yeah, so all those movies are name-dropped. And obviously there's a lot of Easter eggs for horror fans in this movie. One of which, within the first couple of minutes. So Casey, who's played by Drew Barrymore within the first five minutes of the film, when her parents get home and discover the scene where, you know, there's blood everywhere, broken window, the father tells his wife to go to the McKenzie's and call the police, which is the exact same thing that Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, tells Lindsay and Tommy in the original Halloween back in 1978. To go to the McKenzie's. But that's what I mean. Like, it's a reference. Go down the street, call the McKenzie's. Go down the street, call the McKenzie's. The other ones he name dropped. Yes, that's a reference to Halloween. But they also also reference Halloween by name. Okay? Uh, While we're on Halloween, Billy Loomis, who's played by Skeet Ulrich. Yes. Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Named not only after a character (laughs) in Psycho from Alfred Hitchcock, but also named for Dr. Loomis in Halloween. Uh, Interesting. Pretty cool. Principal Himbry who is played by Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. In the scene where he's killed, he opens up his closet. 
There's a leather jacket hanging in this closet, which is the exact same jacket that he used to wear when he played Arthur Fonzarelli <laughs> in Happy Days. Well, duh. While we're talking about Wes Craven, and Andrew, you mentioned this earlier, uh, the scene where Principal Hembry is about to get killed. He goes out into the hallway. There's nobody else there except for a janitor who's sweeping the hallway. And that janitor is played by Wes Craven. He's right. wearing Freddy Krueger's striped sweater and Freddy Krueger's hat. And his name is Fred. Yep. Interesting. How about that? Oh, now I want to rewatch it again with knowing all this Well, it's, stuff. The, it's the type of thing. I watched more, it. The more times the you watch time it, it you'll just pick up on it. more. It's so obvious. A couple things about the ghost face mask and costume, okay? Yes, okay. So Wes Craven discovered the mask while he was scouting for filming locations in California. The mask was hung on a wall inside a house that he had happened to be looking at. He took a photo sent to the studio, and he had the prop department make a replica of that exact mask. So that's how it was actually made. It was actually put into production by a random Halloween company back in 92. And imagine being that company, and hopefully oh. hopefully they're getting the royalties from this mask. I would really hope so, but I don't know if they are. Uh, another little fact. So the robe for Ghostface was actually originally supposed to be white. In addition to the white face. So, I mean, oh, white with a white face? Wait, mm-hmm. It's not black with a white face? It was supposed to be the white face mask. Yeah. And all of the robes were supposed to be white. What about the rest of the head? Would that be black? Would it be a white face, black Well, mask? no, it would be the white mask with everything else white. Everything else. But everything yeah, she's was asking, be white. like, the eyes would be black. The it's eyes would be black. The eyes would be black. Yes. Well, yeah. Yes, but obviously, yeah. so... The studio decided that might be a little bit too close to the KKK. Well, and they didn't want to associate the killer as a racist. Yeah, so but they decided even, I mean, to the do a black robe. colors is nice, too. I agree. Black of color. But I can understand right. why they well, didn't. black and white. I can understand why they didn't want Isn't to. Isn't it Halloween? White. Black is the absence of light. That's correct. Ooh. That's correct. That's so deep, Andrew. It's from <laughs> Halloween. It's a legitimate line, isn't it? Well, it is. Yeah. So that's not really deep. deep. I just read. Well, it is I'm deep. Stealing I didn't stuff. know that. Last little fact, you guys. This movie was originally going to be called Scary Movie. The title later went to a popular comedy movie that spoofs Scream, and I know what you did last summer, among others, which we also happened to watch after we watched those Scream movies. That's correct. Scary Movie is a fucking hilarious movie. It's a great spoof. One of the best spoofs of all time. I'd say it's up there with, like, Blazing Saddles. Can you say spoof again? Spoof. 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 I think you really emphasized your... Yeah. Spoof. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I got about facts for for Scream. Nice. Nice Good facts. Solid facts. I like it. Good job. Yeah. All right. So with any movie that we talk about, we always go through certain categories. And of course, we're going to go through some of these with Scream. So the first question I would ask you guys, and Kat, I will start with you. Is Scream a scary movie? Yes. I I knew you were going to say yes, because you always say yes. Well, yes, it is. Um, First off, it touches on all of the rules and stereotypes of a regular scary movie, and then it actually lives them out. Like, all of them happen. So, like, they talk about, you know, the... The rules of being in a scary movie, what the criteria is, if you live or if you die, and, like, mm-hmm. they, they talk about these little things that, you know, are actually, then they actually happen. So then you think, well, 
what if I'm in this scenario someday? Am I going to die? Like, am I in my own scary movie? Yeah. You kind of yeah. think, yeah. like... You're, you're going to die. You will die immediately. Well, I mean... You'd be the first death in a horror well, movie. Well, I also saw this around the same time when they're like, you know, it's a teenage, like, scary movie, and you see it as a teenager or, like, a preteen, and you're sitting there, and you're like, oh, boy, I This movie really was definitely designed that. to be seen by teenagers. By teenagers. Well, yeah, if you watch that yes. movie as a high school kid, Spe- Specifically because of, of the cast. Yes. Yeah. 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 At that time period. Oh, for sure. Obviously. Yeah. So that... They weren't planning ahead 25 years. That, for me, is scary, because these people are in high school. And, like, I was not... I was in high school yet when this was out, so... Mm -hmm. I saw it, and I was like, oh, wow, these people are getting murdered in high school. Like, this is really scary. Like, it's it's kind of a real fear, because you don't know what to, to think of when you get to high school if this could happen to you. This is also, I feel like, the epitome of the apex of the apex. people that aren't in high school playing high school characters, and it works so well. I, I I don't even care. It like obviously you know that none of these people are high school aged. Oh no way! But they're in the movie, and they yeah. they do it, you know, great justice. Yeah, so, but also it's yeah. it's more uh, of like Jamie Kennedy's character you could see as a high schooler. I yeah, he's the probably the one exception. Yeah. But it's Probably not even meant to be, I mean, what you just said, it's not supposed to be an actual, like, high school reality movie. It's totally, it has that But they want to frame it as that. They, they want to frame it as that, but it's totally a slapstick kind of 90s humor, mm-hmm. scary movie. It's not like a real thriller, psychological horror thing going on like they have now. Mm-hmm. Like, nowadays, you're terrified when you go to see a horror movie. This is like... Way this is like way easier. Way <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's why I even asked you. I was like, "What was the rating on that?" Because I feel like if that came out today, it would be like, "Well, it's it's an R rated movie." But I mean, yeah. yeah, it's it doesn't seem like an R movie, really. I mean, it does and it doesn't. But I mean, with the language and the violence, the language and the violence it's an makes movie. it an R rating. But I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, Jaws was rated PG back before that's there was a PG-13 yeah, right rating. Poltergeist was rated PG back before there was PG-13, so you never know. You never That's know. It's crazy. It's a good question. Yeah. Andrew, I know you famously have said on this podcast... I'm like as predictable as can. ...numerous times that nothing scares you. Do you find Scream, or did you at any point find Scream to be scary? I should... Some things scare me. A lot of movies do scare me. I just would never admit to it, because... That's weak. Yeah, you'd never be like, oh, Scream scared me. That Well, Scream would never scare me. That's no. not the type of movie that scared me. <laughs> movies like Seven, when I first saw it, Silence of the Lambs, those right. type of movies scared me. I've never been worried about, like, slasher movies don't scare me. There's jump scares, and there's a lot of blood, and it's got all those aspects, but its I don't think it's meant to be scary in any aspect. No, it's like the mysterious whodunit thing. It's like Clue with, like... Yeah, they yeah. try to throw you violence. off the trail. What I liked about... <laughs> I mentioned, this was definitely like a black comedy mixed with a mystery, mixed with horror elements, for sure. What I like about this movie is that they basically break down who's going to be the killer at the end, but they still surprise you with who's the killer at the end. Like right. They keep saying it's the boyfriend, it's usually the boyfriend... And then for a while, you're like, wait, no, it's, it's not, not the, the boyfriend. boyfriend. And, and then, then oh, it's the boyfriend and his friend. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, what's the best scene in this movie? Ooh, in the first one, what's the best scene? The, I, I like, there's a few scenes I like. I mean, obviously, I like the first scene with Drew Barrymore because it really sets the stage for the entire movie. That's the I best scene for me. The but. best line for me is, um, is this including spoilers at this point? Mm-hmm. So when Stu, one of the the killers at the very end, 
is talking to Sydney on the phone, and she's hidden in the house somewhere, and he's like, man, like, he's saying the, what's, what's the other, what's Billy, oh, Billy. Billy. Um... He's saying, to, he's saying to Billy, he's like, Ben, you really cut me deep. Like, I think I'm done in here. Like, oh my God. Like, I'm like, he's great. Of, he's he's great. More on him my, later. Yeah, maybe. one of my best scenes is like, he'd be like, yeah, man, you really cut me deep. I think I'm dying here, I'm man. Done, like, man. I don't know. There's a lot of blood. Like, he's just like such a goof and he's like dying. Yeah. Like my mom's gonna be so bad at me. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that's like at that point, like it's such a high school thing to realize, like, oh shit, I just got convicted. I'm, I'm about to be convicted of murder of all these people, and my parents are gonna be so bad at me. Oh, it's so funny. It's like <laughs> it's, just, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So that's my favorite scene, probably. Andrew, what about you? So aside from the scene where the principal looks out in the hallway and he sees Fred, the janitor, yep. by Wes Craven, awesome. Um, I like the scene where um, Jamie Kennedy's character is all by himself now watching, what are they watching, Halloween? Halloween. Yeah. Yep. Watching Halloween, and he's like, look behind you, look behind you. Behind and, you, behind you. And what's, what he's saying is actually happening to him. Yeah. yeah. That was kinda, yeah I like the 30 cool second scene. delay, too, when they're yeah. watching from the truck. Yeah. It was just... Goddamn 30 second delay! Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it's it's got to be either the opening scene with Drew Barrymore, just because it's so iconic. And it's been spoofed so many times to the point where it's not even scary anymore. But well, even to say in Scream, still 3, iconic. They have a very similar opening mm-hmm. scene, and I don't remember the opening scene in Scream Two. But I don't, uh, that's when they're at the movie theater. Oh, uh, Omar right. Epps, yes, 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 and, and uh, Jada, 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 Jada Pinkett, Pinkett. in there yeah. at the movie theater, and they're watching a movie that is basically recreating yeah. the original movie. And, Stab. Yeah, exactly. And and there's a million people with. The ghost face masks right. in the movie theater, and she gets stabbed, and nobody cares because everybody thinks she's faking it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first scene of, the, of Scream is awesome, but also, I mean, what's more iconic than the rules that you need to su- to survive a horror movie scene? Right. There's nothing more. You iconic don't know than the that. rules, and it just the, like <laughs> Jamie Kennedy is so great in this movie. And he's in he's in all three movies. He's in well, the so first. No, no, no. He's in the first two. In the first two. He's in the third one. No, he's he not. He was in that video. Oh, well, he... Okay. Yes, yeah. he's in the right. third one. Okay, fair enough. He's in the third one. Yeah, he's in the third one. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought that was... You know, just the way they talk about horror movies, it just resonated with me and, as a fan in a way that no movie had ever done since. So, yeah, those are my two favorites. Anybody else have anything else that they want to want to talk about right now? I also like when uh, Stu... I think I just like Stu. If, if there's a favorite character in this... I mean, besides Nev Campbell and, like, Deputy Doofy. Um, Dewey. 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 Doofy is a scary movie. Yeah. Stu, as a villain, mm. is hysterical. And he's he, even he's, like... When they're sitting at the fountain in the beginning, and, like, he's like, Oh, maybe they put a liver on... Oh, Randy says, Maybe they put a liver on the mailbox. He's like, Maybe mm. you should live her alone. And he's like, Get it? Live her alone? <laughs> He's hilarious in this movie. Yeah, I, he was the unexpected killer for me because I mean, you obviously you obviously expect the boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, and he's so shady. Like Billy Loomis was shady as shit. Like yeah. he just the the look of him with the greasy hair like in his face. Like mm-hmm. 
And then he had all the weird background. And I, I mean, your greasy he never, hair. But he just never. Jago mustache and your greasy hair. He never seemed like a good guy. And like they even talked about no. him as a good guy, and he's not a good guy at all. No. Like, no. how? You, you always were meant to be suspicious of that character, of course, for sure. But never. Well, you never thought there would be two. Yeah. Either that was a big twist at the end. Yeah. There were two killers. If there hadn't Sorry, been the really no, if Stu hadn't been the second killer at the end, I feel like I would have been more disappointed because <clears throat> you always expected that Billy was going to be the killer at the end, even if though they didn't... kind of like you know deferred from him for a little while, and you know the cell phone drops out of his pocket, and you know he can't you know basically he can't answer as to Sid to Sid as to why he has it. And then, you know, he can't tell Sid who he made his phone call to when he was in prison. And like then they try and thing. frame Sid's dad. Yeah. When they find his car. Yeah. And then no phone calls. Yeah. So, good good, good transition here. So, what did you think of, in Scream 1? Yes. Simply Scream. Before they expand on it in the sequels, about the the separate plot about Sydney's mom being murdered by Cotton Weary. What did you think of that? Did you think that was necessary? Do you think it was well, too I mean, much? If you're Wes Craven and you're thinking you're going to have several movies mm-hmm. and you want to set yourself up for a sequel, potentially. then you have to potentially have something else going for you, which would lead to, you know, if you're if you're saying that Sid's mom was with this guy who then claimed to murder, allegedly murdered her, mm-hmm. and went to jail, then once you find out who the real murderers are, you're setting yourself up for a sequel. So sure. that's, I mean... Well, see, I don't even think that Seth, uh, excuse me, Seth, that Wes Craven <laughs> had Craven. a... Craven Seth Craven. Craven. Craven I don't even think that Wes Craven knew this movie was going to have the success that it did. But so I don't think he, he was maybe, maybe trying um, to plan for a sequel, I but... Think well, know. first off, it added more depth to the characters. Right. It added depth to Sydney's character. It added the dynamic between Sydney's character and Courtney Cox's character. Because mm-hmm. without that, you don't have that animosity towards each other. Right. That's a great point. So I think that gave, just gave more yeah. overall depth to it than a just basic slash yeah. movie. Was she telling the truth? Was she mistaken identity when she saw her, the murder? Yeah. Which it was. And ended up being, Courtney right. Cox ended up being partially correct. In her assessment, Gail Weathers. Yeah, Gail Weathers. Great name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Stormy Daniels. She like should have been a weather weatherman or something, as she says. Yeah, but I, th- I that's a good point because I think yeah he and then like the second one I know he when he's out of jail and he's like I need to talk to you and this and whatever and like we need to clear the air and like I know this and whatever and she's like this isn't a good time and like she's still obviously super nervous around him. It creates another character that like Andrew said it like brings that depth to like yeah. The story a little bit more so yeah i think he's totally necessary and that storyline is a smart idea yeah i agree and i think it was an interesting way to play it i just was curious as to your thoughts but well you got our thoughts so <laughs> next category so You're we always words. <laughs> we always talk about potential cast replacements yes. for this i wanted to remove that element okay I want to talk about the potential casting of every character in this movie. Not every character, but some of the characters, because there are some funny ones in here. Okay. Okay? So, for the first one, in the almost cast category. So, Drew Barrymore 
was almost cast as Sidney Prescott. Obviously, the role went to Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. But Wes Craven thought that if Drew Barrymore were to play Casey, who she ultimately ended up playing, if she were to play Casey, that her death so early on in the movie would show the audience how high the stakes were and that they weren't fucking around. Sure. Which Fair. I thought was a very good decision because yeah. Drew Barrymore, the, main character so early the, on. The, the famous Scream poster with the eyes with the hand covering them, that's Drew Barrymore. So you're meant to think that Drew Barrymore is a major character in this movie that's going to probably last a long time. Yeah. So for them to kill her off so early, I felt was such an unprecedented At that time, yeah. they've done it since. Of course. What? I'm trying all to... been replicated. All, all, all a ripoff of Scream. No, I'm trying to think of like what movies where someone dies really early and you go, fuck, I wasn't expecting that. Jason Bateman in um, The Outsider. Oh. Yeah, that, I guess that was one, sure. Yeah. That's true. That's the most recent one I can think of. The other one, no. I can't think of any, but it has been done. <laughs> yeah, it's been done. It's, it's been yeah. done. Many times. So, um, some other actresses or actors, however they oh, like to well, be actually, referred to. We're all wrong. Who? Who's there was we? a movie that set that precedent. What? Long before Scream. What? It's referenced in this movie, that movie. No? Nothing? No? Psycho? What? Psycho. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the original. That's the OG. Yeah, Psych- Psycho did that. We would have sure. been failures yeah. had we not noted, remembered Yeah, that. good call, Andrew. Sorry. Very good call. Very good call for Andrew. Um, I ween. One point. <laughs> one point for me. <laughs> other actors or actresses, yes. however they'd like to be referred to, that also uh, tried out for the part of Sidney Prescott, Alicia Witt, Brittany Murphy, R.I.P. Melissa Joan Hart. She was big at that time. And yeah. Tori Spelling. So oh, Tori God. Spelling played her in Tori Stab. Spelling. In Stab, exactly, which is a reference to that. Tori Spelling looks like the actor that played the mask in that movie with Cher. Yeah, I know. I know. Gross. I know. I don't I know. think I could picture anyone else being as good as Nev Campbell. She in was that great role. in this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was going to ask if there was going to be anybody that you could Witt? see. Alicia Witt. Um, not as famous. She was in a season of Justified that I watched. Uh, not really in a lot of stuff. She's a redhead. Very pretty. Not really in a lot of shit. I think Nev Campbell was a solid choice. Yeah. She's gorgeous in this movie. Oh, Forget yeah. Forget how gorgeous I, I love she Nev is. Campbell. The only she... person I would have replaced it with was Jennifer Love Hewitt. Cause oh. The, knock, the on knockers the on her. <laughs> I'd, I'd replace Jennifer Love Hewitt with, with anybody. Yeah, the knockers for days. Except for you, Kate. Her and Heart, uh, Heartbreakers. That's not a horror movie, but my God. Well. Could, could you could you see Melissa Joan Hart in this role? No. And <laughs> Clarissa I don't think I explains it all in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like, yeah, I don't know. Brittany Murphy would have been weird, too. But they all, been... they all tried out for the role. And, and Tori uh, Spelling was pretty terrible in Stab, so I mean... She's yeah. pretty terrible in general. <laughs> well, apparently, Wes Craven thought the same thing. Uh, he saw The Craft, which Nev Campbell was in. Right. Ultimately decided to cast her in Scream because of that. Good. Good for her. Yes. Character of Gail Weathers, who was ultimately played by Courtney Cox. Other actresses that tried out for the part were Brooke Shields and Janine Garofalo. Who's Janine Garofalo? Oh, I, see, I could have seen... You'll know, I, you would know her if you saw I her. I could see Janine Garofalo in that role. She yeah. would have done a good job. Yeah. She's not as attractive as Courtney Cox, so she wouldn't... I mean, I'm not saying that that's all that matters, but, like, 
Well, it was her husband who was the Officer Dewey, who was a little romantic mm-hmm. thing going on between the two of them anyways, but she was able to pull that off better. She actually wanted to do that role because she had never played that type of role before because she was so associated with friends. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. was excited to have the opportunity to play like that. Yeah, that's what I had in there too. So basically Courtney Cox was so excited because she wanted to, to distance, her, distance yeah. herself from Monica. She wanted to play a bitchy character and she felt this was a perfect... That was her, dire- was. her, her direct quote. She wanted to play a quote-unquote bitchy character. And yes. do you know why we know this? From that 100 Scariest hey, Brothers Watching that 45 times yeah, pays I off. I am very upset by that, too. Well, I think ultimately uh, the right decision was made because I think Courtney Cox was a great Gail Weathers. I think her chemistry with David Arquette was good. Well, yeah, I feel like her and her and Dewey was yeah. their chemistry was one of the best. Oh, that's right. The they weren't married before that. No, you they forget about that. They I actually they met. Married. They met on that set and fell in love and got married. So that's kind of a cool romantic mm. story, I guess. Good for good for Dewey and good for Gail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tatum Riley, who was played by Rose McGowan. Yes. Who else was for her? Speaking I'd of falling in love with people, yeah. so the role of Tatum Riley was also auditioned for by uh, Melinda Clark, don't know who that is, and uh, Rebecca Gayhart. I know who she is, but I don't know. I know that name. Yeah, I know the name. Uh, Gayhart. Anyway, we'll skip it. We'll skip that one. (laughs) Billy Loomis, ultimately played by Skeet Ulrich. Yes. You know why Wes Craven picked him? Why? Because he had a goofy-ass face. Because he looked like a young Johnny Depp, and Johnny Depp was in... Nightmare on Elm Street. He was. Oh, nailed he it. He sure was. Same hair. Oh, I feel like I knew that. He looks like Johnny Depp for sure. And hearing that... He does. Wes yes. Craven saw him and was like, you know what? He could play the Johnny Depp part in this movie for sure, except he's going to be the killer. He's going to be the villain. Yeah. Uh, you know who turned down this role? Who? Turned down the role! I can't see it. I can't read upside down anyway. I can't read right side up. So Recently good. played a, uh, a big time DC villain. Loki? No. DC. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know, Mike. Joaquin Phoenix. Who was he supposed to be? Skeet Ulrich? Billy, Billy Loomis? Loomis? Oh my god, I would love to see little Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Because he would be so small. And yeah. I think he'd be actually creepier than Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, he's creepy in general. He's yeah. a very creepy person. He's sure. a great actor. He's fucked up. I wonder how he would look back then. I bet I could probably find pictures. I bet I could probably Google him he and probably be like, could. Joaquin in 1996. <laughs> he's got like a... Unique type of handsomeness. He like in the yeah. in, in Walk the Line. He's very does he, handsome. Does he though? No, I think he has like a. I think he's. I think he could be that. Like it's like a fifty-fifty split. Some women probably love him, and some it's like mayonnaise. You either love him or you hate him. Mm. You think he's attractive or you don't. Well, like, I hate mayonnaise. In, like I in Gladiator, mayonnaise. he Gladiator. He looks like a pedophile creep. Looks. He's meant to look like a creep in Gladiator. Yeah. Though. He's supposed yeah. to be the villain. He's supposed to be a creepy fuck. So yeah. But as Johnny Cash, he looks like. Studly enough. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fair That's enough. interesting. I go Fair check enough. him out. I go check him out. Um, what's the best death in this movie? There are several. Catherine, I will start with you. Do you want us to come back to you? Yeah, let me think about it Andrew, for a second. There's Tatum. a lot of deaths. Tatum's death. Tatum? Yeah, it's the garage That's door. the most unique death in the whole movie. Well, and I really liked in scary movie. <laughs> in the scary movie. <laughs> Movie, the girl's like trying to get through the cat door and like just her head fits in it. Like, like in what planet do you live like, in where you think you're gonna fit through that? Your tits aren't gonna fit 
through that door to begin with. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like, it's, it's just like, like, it's like, why what are you, you doing? Bother? Now you're just like, oh wait, why didn't you just God. keep throwing bottles at him? That was working. Yeah. Instead, you're like, I'm yeah. going to get stuck in this yeah. cat door and then get crumpled up. Ugh. I feel like the garage, the garage door death is the probably garage the door most death iconic. is pretty iconic. It's hilarious. But also Drew Barrymore being hung from a tree with her uh, intestines falling out. That of was her. super. That was, that was pretty, the most horrific. That was death. horrific. Yeah. And so her boyfriend Steve too also had yeah. his insides. Yeah. He was the he was the first death in the movie. Yeah. So apparently, one more quick fact: um, he was one of the actors that was up for the role of uh, Billy Loomis. Oh. And Wes Craven gave him that part, that throwaway part, as a consolation prize. You know what I'd be interested to know is how much did they pay Drew Barrymore to do that short? Yeah, essentially, I, I, essentially cameo. I didn't yeah. find any. Yeah, essentially it was a it was a five minute but, cameo. But she was basically paid for advertisement. Mm-hmm. She was like their advertising budget. We're mm-hmm. gonna stick her face on the, and people are gonna come see it because it's Drew Barrymore. Well, and that 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 kind of ties to the biggest part about this movie was Wes Craven was able to get studio backing for big time at that time actors and actresses to play these parts. Right. Like Drew Barrymore, big name. Nev Campbell, pretty big name. She was in Party of Five at that point. Matthew Lillard, Skeet Ulrich. For these like kind of low budget Yeah, exactly. And that was not a common thing for horror movies at that time. So this was a big deal. Yeah. It was a big deal. And that was, I think... That makes a good point. One of, one of the reasons that... And, and Courtney Cox, obviously, and David Arquette. Like, Jesus, I forgot them too. But, like, that's a big reason why this movie was so popular. And Well, David they Arquette have, wasn't big before this, was he? God, was he I in? mean, he comes from a family of actors, so his name was known at that point. So he had been in a couple of other things, okay. but he wasn't, like, huge. Yeah. But, like... So they've said that this was a very influential, and and this kind of relates to you, Kat. Me? The casting of these people in Scream, they felt at the time when they were making the movie, would lend itself better to a female audience. Sure. And I think as a female podcaster, horror fan, obviously, this movie you love. Mm -hmm. So this probably worked. I mean, if, if the actors were different, you if it were random actors, it probably wouldn't have been the same for you, right? right? Yeah, I mean, well, these are all actors of the 90s, pretty much. I mean, everyone in here... Which is know. when you and I grew up. Yeah. And Andrew. Which I... You know who would have essentially been Jamie Kennedy in that movie? Is if they had cast Seth Green in yes, that role. Mm-hmm. The it would have been person. like the same thing. Yeah. There's like um, those 90s yeah. actors that are just... Yep. That's what they I are. I didn't talk about my death yet, and I think I figured out which one. Go ahead. We'll talk about what, you, what I asked you, and then talk about your death. Sorry. Oh, well, what you ask me? Yes. If, what are you if, talking if, about? If, if the casting of the people in this movie led you to be drawn more to it. it seems oh, like I think so. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, why would you go and see a movie just with no-name actors when you have... I mean, people are automatically drawn but when they, they were, say, they like... they were teenage... Like, they were teeny bopper. Right. Like, Nev Campbell was certain, in Party of Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drew Barrymore was in... They're drawing a certain crowd. Right. Was she in E.T.? Like, E.T.? I, I, yes. No, I know, but and it was, like, some so other things, long. Yeah. What was it that... No, but why yeah. was she like the main? Well, she one? comes from a family of actors, just like uh, like the Arquettes do. So it was kind of just it was almost just like they phoned in favors. Was to Rose like McCown? Hey. What was Rose McCown in the Witch? The Craft? Was she, she was in the, the craft? craft? She was in the Craft. Yeah, okay. she was in the Craft. So that had same. Uh, she was, was in. She, in she was in Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. Yeah, that's Jawbreaker. the movie I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah, she was, I mean, she was hot back um, in the day. She was in a lot of shit in the 90s. Now she's terrifying looking. <laughs> so, well, she had a tough couple yeah, of no years. Yeah, no offense. Yeah. Don't mean to judge, but... Yeah, but obviously I gross. would see that movie because of the names in it. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you saw, if you saw a movie that had Bradley Cooper in it... <laughs> You're there. You're going to watch it because Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I mean, if there was a movie with Bradley Cooper, (laughs) uh, Brad Pitt, Jennifer Love Hewitt. uh, Right, Mike's going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Ryan Gosling. Andrew Andrew is obsessed with Ryan Gosling. Can we just talk? There is not a more handsome man on this earth. Get out of here. (laughs) Who's better looking than Ryan Gosling? Shut up. Mike. Mike's better Bradley Cooper and Brad Pitt. No, Ryan Gosling has the prettiest face I've ever seen on a man. Oh my god, he's up there with old old school Ewan McGregor. He used to have <laughs> old that. school Ewan. Ewan McGregor, McGregor used to have that face. Now Ryan Gosling has that face. He's married to Eva Mendes, so uh, that should say something. Mm. Eva, 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 Eva Mendes, Eva Mendes, Eva. So, what was your what was your favorite death? What was the best death? I think it's gonna be Skeet Ulrich's death at the end because. Jamie Kennedy and Sid are standing over his body in the very last scene, and Jamie Kennedy's like, "Be careful! This is where the killer yeah. comes back for this one is the last scare." And then he just he, he literally sits just sits up and goes, Bleh! and then <laughs> and like that's it. And then he <laughs> like, gets shot. And then he, he gets, gets shot, shot and then yep. he dies. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. but he just goes. He like sits up for a second and then he gets that's shot. The, that's the, one of the best things about that movie is at the very end when everyone, you, like four people that you just thought died, all just come up at the same right. time and walk in the door and you're like, oh, nobody's <laughs> nobody's <laughs> actually dead. They're like, yeah. oh, all right, awesome. At all, at all, for sure. They look like nothing even happened to them. Uh, one more little fun fact about Scream. So Scream was actually supposed to be featured at uh, Halloween Horror Nights 25 yes. in 2015 in Orlando. Ooh. Wait, oh, 25, 2015. Which was a huge anniversary year for them. And uh, it was supposed to be like a legacy haunted house. Had to be cut at the last minute uh, because the studios didn't agree on rights. And it was ultimately replaced with The Purge. So The Purge haunted house at uh, Halloween Horror Nights 25 had the exact same sets as the first Scream movie. Apparently if you walk through them or if you watch the... Uh, the point of view walkthrough, and it was themed to the Purge. Can so, you see that on YouTube? You can, you can. I'll put it in the show description. And speaking of the Purge, this pandemic goes on for another six months. That you shit's gonna start. That gonna shit's gonna start happening. Oof. Yeah, better yeah. get your fucking guns. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. I so board up the windows. Who's the MVP of this movie, Cat? I think it's probably gonna be Nev Campbell. Yeah. Because she survives. Okay. I think that's a pretty fair MVP of the movie. It's always tough picking an MVP because it's like, what criteria? Mm -hmm. Like, Like MVP. Is it the most valuable person in your opinion? Is it the most valuable person to the movie in general? To the fame of the movie? So when you take all that into it, I think it is Drew Barrymore is the most. Her character is because without uh, Drew Barrymore, Barrymore, how many people go and see that movie? Does it maybe it ends up being a cult classic down the line because it's still a good movie? Mm-hmm. But does it get the momentum? Do they make a second? Do they make a third? Or does it just end up being? Yeah. Does it even you know do what it did in the box office? Who are you gonna say? So my MVP, I was debating about having it be Matthew, Matthew Lillard's character. 
I'm also debating right now. I think it's Dewey. Oh, no. See, Gotta I be Dewey. I, Dewey. Dewey saves the day at the end. Dewey gets the girl at the end. Dewey, Dewey, had every Dewey goes to on to the sequels at the end. I, I gotta say my man Dewey. But I think, honestly, Randy could be a good MVP too because he doesn't actually die in the first one. He survives and he's the one that lays out all of the rules that is the basis of the movie. Yeah. So he's kind of an MVP too. Could like be. He says like... Jamie Kennedy's character, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Randy. Yeah, could be. Very well could be. Okay, fair enough. So, talk to me about the sequels to these to this movie. Yes. And so the movie sequels, I think, actually, contrary to most movie sequels, I think they came out pretty good. I really liked them. I think that they were relevant. I didn't think that they made it too long or anything. But is so? Did you confirm there's actually four? Because I thought there was there's like four. Two thousand eleven, the fourth one mm-hmm. came out. <sighs> I don't know if I've seen the fourth one. You probably have and just forgot because you have dementia. I probably did, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so the second one and the third one, I like both of them because I feel like Nev Campbell's story like isn't really totally finished. Especially even like, you know, they they no. could have ended with Scream One, but like to go on to Scream Two and like continue with like what's going on, like it all makes sense. Like I feel like so many TV shows right now like just stretch things so far, but like this makes sense to make a sequel to, and mm-hmm. the third one with the killer could have been a little bit of a stretch, yeah, maybe, but I think it kind of had a cool twist to it. The second one was cool because it was about, you know, Cotton Weary and stuff and his whole whatever shenanigans, and they introduced Mickey, who was cool, who was the mm-hmm. killer in Scream 2. Timothy Oliphant. And Billy Loomis's mom, which yeah. is like as the yeah. killer for Scream 2. Good, good wrinkle to throw that in there was for nice. the killer. Yep. That was a nice killer twist. All of a sudden, you're like, holy shit, you're Billy Loomis's mom and you're the reporter? Like, that was a nice twist. Well, his his whole motivation for wanting to kill in Scream was because Sidney's mom, mom fucked was, his dad. Yes. So then so that the even mom, continues yeah, yeah, of course. on to Scream 3. Natural progression of... Plot. Which then the killer in Scream Three is Sydney's half brother, who her mom was an actress allegedly at some point in her life that I guess she never shared with Sydney, and she went into it was the same guy that was producing all the stab movies like it all it all made sense, it all made sense in a weird creepy way you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that's kind of why I think that these trilogies can. They, they work because they kind of work in a weird, creepy way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that could all actually kind of happen and be kind of connected. Like, it's not for a trilogy, some, though. I, no, I know that. It's a quadrilogy. Okay, a quadrilogy. Or but quadrilogy. Even though quadrilogy. in the third one... Well, Quad. hold on. So, when were the, when did... Do you know when all three of them came out? The, the first Scream three? was 96. Scream 2 was 99... Scream 3 was, I think, 02 or 03, and Scream 4 was 2011. Big right. gap. Right, so huge gap. But I mean, but... Huge gap between 3 and 4. Same people in it, though, but, right? But, you know what? Uh, same people, and all four directed by Wes Craven, which is, for a franchise like that... So that counts. Yeah, that's, interesting. That's, that's not just They're a all spin-off. Wes Craven. That's still a... Yeah. It's a quadrilogy. But I don't I think it was meant word. to be that. You don't know if that was what it was well, meant no, to be? Well, no, because... It wasn't because, meant to be to be well, no. or not 
to be Randy that said is the in that video in the third with one. With a twist. No. Sorry. He said, you know, if you're Sorry. not dealing with these rules or whatever, because he's dead in the third one. He died in the second one. Randy did. Mm-hmm. So, in the third one, that he releases a videotape saying, if you're reading this, I'm dead. If you're seeing this, I'm dead. And if this and this and this is happening, then you're not dealing with just any scary movie sequence. You're dealing with a trilogy. And in a trilogy, all rules are off. And, like, anyone could die, including you, Sid, and, like, this, that, and whatever. And mm-hmm. it was... It was cool. And again, that's why I thought he could maybe be the VIP for the first one because I feel the like VIP? He, the VIP? Like, is he that? The is M- he a very important the Sorry, the MVP. VIP, MVP. Uh, There's a difference. Huge difference. Yes. Um, You're either so, very or most. Okay, so he's a mostly very important person. Yes. Oh, there you go. MVIP. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mimph. Yes. Mimph. So, <laughs> so that's why I was thinking because I feel like he really lays down, like, the law of what this the order has to go in the movie. So, I mean, I don't know. But uh, the sequels, the sequels, I like a lot. I yeah. think they're awesome. Worthy sequels. I worthy? agree. Totally worthy. Yeah. Yes. I wanted yep. to, to defer to you on this because I know how much you well, care it, for this franchise. I wanted you to yes. express your opinion. And it also shows, like, in the different stages of her life, even though when she was in high school she was way too old. And then all of a sudden, the second one, she's in college, and the third one, she's out of college and living on her mm-hmm. own adult life, when she's mm-hmm. actually, like, a normal age of who our actor is yep. playing. Yeah. Yep. Um, all within a few years of each other. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So, yeah, I think the sequels are awesome. So, if I'm to understand correctly, all right, so you love the sequels. But I will but say... But you don't remember anything about the TV series that was on MTV that I reimagined do. the mask I that need you to, like, watched. rewatch it. I feel like I watched that so fast. I feel like when I binge things sometimes, like, I watched, like, that show You're Dead to Me or something with Christina Applegate. I don't remember any of it. Like, I'm going to go just, out on a limb and guess that those that television shows show is just... probably garbage. Awful. Yeah, I'm going to say it's garbage, <laughs> MTV too. made it, for starters... I and if I you don't remember it. any of it, yeah, I think I just watched it. Sounds it sounds like, like it's yeah, it means that there was nothing worthwhile in it. No, and if it there wasn't, is, like I wouldn't ever feel free ask. to comment. Mm-hmm. But um, and we may listen to you. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think that's all I have on Scream, you guys. Anything else you want to talk about? You want to throw out there? I really want to watch the fourth mm. one. Gets pretty good reviews. Since I don't think that I've seen the fourth one now. Okay, well, we can do that. Yeah, we, we can should. certainly do that. I haven't seen her um, one And if you are going to watch Scream, and or if you think you don't want to watch Scream because it's too scary, you should watch Scary Movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Scary Movie, which is obviously such a great spoof. The, the first Scary Movie? I've seen of it. I, 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 oh it's my like God. Scream I haven't seen in 20 I years. Know, I yeah. didn't really... I mean, I, I know it's a classic. I mean, for the opening scene alone where... Carmen Electra plays the Drew Barrymore <laughs> part, and it's the exact same thing, pretty much, except with comedy elements. She runs through, like, the sprinkler system, like, slow-mo with, like, just the, her bra and panties the, the on. The killer rips and, like, off her does top her hair and her like... bottoms, and she's running around <laughs> in her underwear, and the killer then s- stabs her in the boob and pulls out a, her implant. <laughs> a breast implant. Like, oh my god. It's just, it's so great. Scary, it's awesome. Scary movie's awesome, yeah. and it rips directly from Scream. So, yeah, watch Scary Movie if you're looking for something else to watch in addition to Scream, because you know what? Hey, in these times, we have nothing but time. 
And, and in, all we can do is watch shit. And, and life is nothing <laughs> but a scream. Mm-hmm. No, life is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. And so is life right mm, now. Yes. Um, but also, you can stream Scream mm-hmm. on Showtime. Uh, on Showtime. All four of the Scream movies are right now streaming on Showtime, if you have Showtime. Or if you have Hulu, you can do the Showtime add-on, and they're all on there. Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4. I don't know about the stupid Scream Ice TV cream, series. you scream. We all scream. Yeah. Ice cream. Fucking ice cream. Woo-hoo. They're all there. If you want to watch these movies, which I would highly recommend, check them out on Showtime or on Hulu. And yeah, that's all I have on Scream, unless you guys have anything else. Nope. All right. I am screamed out. Yeah. I think this brings us to the that end of another episode <laughs> of America's Hometown Horror. <laughs> Uh, here's where you can find us on the following social media networks. On Facebook, you can find us at America's Hometown Horror Podcast. On Twitter, you can find us at Hometown Horror. On Instagram, you can find us at Hometown Horror Pod. And you can also email us, Hometown Horror Podcast at gmail.com. Can I have a with question? show suggestions, statements of outrage, suggestions, Andrew. donations, tit pictures, dick pictures. Question. Andrew wants dick pictures. Go ahead. I just want to know, has anybody emailed us? No. Damn it. Because like, if you email us, if you email us, we will read your question or comment on the show. No holds barred unless you spout off any Semitic shit or anything else racist. But we'll read it. So please send in your emails. Maybe I'll send in an email from an anonymous site. You should. I would just like and one. say how awesome I am. Just so I, you guys know, the best person <laughs> is Andrew. He's my favorite. I would like one person to email us with something. That would be great. Yeah, because if we could get something. What else are you doing? You're sitting at home masturbating. Email us. (laughs) Jesus. Wow. Yeah, so if we get one email between now and uh, our recording next week, I would love to see what people have to say about the show. And uh, here's where you can find us. Obviously, you're listening to us now. You know this, but you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Spreaker, and wherever the motherfuck else you can find your podcasts. Great. This has been America's Hometown Horror. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Mike. I'm joined by Kat and Andrew. Boo! Fart you later. And we will talk to you guys later, folks. Say goodbye to your listeners, guys. Bye, listeners! Peace out. Thanks for listening, and if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the Art Podcast Network. We have Retro Redoctopus, we have America's Hometown Horror, Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, and of course Art. So you can check those out wherever podcasts are found. Like, comment, and subscribe so we can reach more listeners, and thanks for listening.